I'm Dave Monaco, the Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast. In this month of April, I'm excited to feature episodes that offer perspectives from the schoolhouse. The Parish Episcopal Schoolhouse, that is. You know, it's not often that I have had the opportunity to feature the voices of our students and teachers about our learning and work culture here at Parish, but that is exactly what I've tried to do in these upcoming episodes. In this particular episode, I welcome sophomore Amari Hayes to talk about life in the upper school. Amari's perspectives are rich, varied, and insightful. He came to Parish from Dealey Middle School as a freshman a year and a half ago and has spent these last two years navigating a new academic and social culture here at Parish. While doing so, he has contributed mightily to our campus as a student, an athlete, and an actor. Indeed, Amari is an incredibly well-rounded young man. In this conversation, Amari and I talk about his transition to Parish, about diversity and inclusion on our campus, what we do with leadership development and his role in the Leadership Institute and our Student Diversity Leadership Corps, and even his interest in having a podcast of his own one day. I'm sure you'll enjoy getting to know more about Amari and about life in Parish's upper school. Amari Hayes. Junior, Parish Episcopal School, welcome to the From My Angle podcast. Hello, Mr. Monaco. Uh, thank you for having me today. I love having students on, but I don't think I've had an upper school student on. I've had alums. I've had uh, lower school students, third and fourth grade students talking about Parish Leeds framework. So this is a first. Well, I guess it's an honor. <laughs> and you are also, it should be noted, the first guest that I haven't invited. You actually came up to me at Civic Monaco. I want to talk to you about your podcast. Tell me that story and how you appearing on the podcast even came to be in your mind. Well, so actually, um, through our SDLC, our Student Diversity uh, Leadership Council, um, I was just uh, thinking of different ideas to get our student body um, active in um, in conversation that isn't always uh, had. So it's like an outlet for us students to have to talk about different uh, personal issues or, or just like questions like hits have or whatever. And then um, um uh, Dr. Shamugan was like, well, Mr. Anako has a podcast, so you, you should ask him about it. And then so that's how I got led to you, Mr. Monaco. Well, I'm glad you got led to me. And it may just be, you know, uh, as you head into your junior and senior years coming up, you're finishing your sophomore year here, that uh, through your participation in Leadership Institute or your own initiative, that you'll start your own podcast. Hope so. so. Stay tuned. Who yeah. knows? So tell us a little bit about your story. You came to Parish in, in ninth grade. So just yes, give sir. us a little, a little bio on uh, what school you came from and uh, where you've been contributing to Parish since you arrived uh, two years ago. Got you. Uh, so um, as he said, I am a current 10th tenth, uh, a current tenth grader, um, and I came here at in the ninth grade uh, from uh, Dealey Montessori. Um, and my time at Parish has been uh, very eventful and busy as far as uh, uh, sports and clubs. Um, I'm a active a member on the uh, uh, varsity uh, football team at Parish. Um, I'm also on the track team here at Parish. Um, and I'm in uh, uh, various uh, clubs. I'm in the uh, SDLC, as I uh, previously mentioned. Um, I'm in the... Uh, Leadership Institute, um, and I am also in our 
uh, a switch up in and like every other week the captains oh, captains leadership, leadership cohorts yes, whatever cohort. it is. yes I'm indeed. sorry yeah so that's that's an amazing program we'll come back to talk about both that and your um, involvement in the leadership institute when we talk a little bit about leadership here at school but uh, you've left out one important thing you did earlier this year on stage for the oh. first time oh uh, <laughs> Uh, this year, um, I uh, participated in our um, musical uh, Cry Baby this year, and I had um, a, a, a somewhat of a main role. I would say so. And I would uh, say that I did a fair job. You did an excellent job singing and uh, carrying a lot of line uh, responsibilities uh, in your role as the character. The name escapes me. Who? Who? What was the name of your character? Um, that was that, that was uh, a, a, a important and central there. It's the jukebox jamboree. Um, let me see my name. I gotta know it. Uh, I'll think of it. Yeah, it'll I'll, come back. Got it. Dupree. Dupree. It Dupree. That was it. So Dupree. great. Uh, so you were fantastic in that, and Thank you. Uh, and, and that was your first really uh, significant stage experience too. Um, no. Did you do some in middle school? See, that's crazy. How about this? So ideally, sports was irrelevant like non-existent sports was like sin at dilly they're like sports now we're all about the education Good academic program for sure right exactly yeah. so at illy we either had drama right the orchestra yep choir or chess club <laughs> and uh they didn't but they added a basketball team like my uh, sixth grade year but from uh i want to say sixth grade to eighth grade i performed um, on on multiple productions. Nice. Okay. And I uh, I went to UIL eighth grade year and I got uh, honorable mentions. Well, I hope you keep doing it here. Yeah. If you can find time amidst all your other commitments. But let's start by talking about the transition to to parish because this is an interesting uh, topic of conversation. About thirty to thirty five percent, roughly, of our graduating seniors each year, a hundred plus seniors uh, are lifers. I mean, they spent. 12 or more years here at right. Parish, then another significant number come in fifth grade. So uh, what that gives those students is the opportunity to learn the academic culture uh, and, and get embedded in the community here. Gotcha. For our new ninth graders, and we get 25 to 30 each year. We just accepted some uh, for the class of uh, 2023 that was just accepted here uh, a week or so ago. Um, onboarding can be um, different yeah. and overwhelming. I mean, after all, it's high school. It's a new school. So how did you find the, the transition um, academically? Let's start, let's start there. What were the biggest challenges in coming to this environment from a good school like DLA? Well, um, I would have to say as an incoming of, of, of freshman, when summer started, I'm like, all right, summertime, get to <laughs> lay back, yeah. take a deep breath, relax. Yep. No, I came um, out of uh, out of a summer uh, practice, and they were like, Omari, uh, we got uh, reading. Of, we have uh, two books for you to read, and you have to do a math packet. I was like, I, I've never had homework over the summer. Like, this is a, a foreign um, lingo you're speaking to me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was a big shock, and I was, and when that happened, I was like, okay, I mean business. Mm -hmm. So uh, based off of that, and I, that um, honestly intrigued me more on coming to Paris because I was like, okay, the education here is a phenomenal, and I'm the type of person that uh, even though I am an athlete. Um, 
that I am an athlete. If sports doesn't work out, I want to be able to rely on my education. So I take my education, I would say, somewhat seriously. Mm -hmm. Not as serious as sports. I just up there with right there. Uh, sports. Yep. So um, that is a key thing. Um, and then once you got into the classes themselves, like if you, you went yeah. across your subjects, math, physics during freshman year, which can be a challenge, writing, which of those areas did you, foreign language, right? Right. Can be a big change for folks coming out of especially public middle school programs. Which was the hardest uh, adaptation area for you subject-wise? So I, I kind of had a strange freshman year. I'm not going to lie. It was just, it was an easy year for me, but only because um, ideally I took algebra already. I took Spanish too. Excuse me. Uh, I, I took Spanish one seventh grade year, and I took Spanish two eighth grade mm -hmm. year, and I also took uh, uh, physics as well. Oh wow! So yeah, you were excellent preparation. So I just yeah. uh, basically doubled up. Nice. So as that's not the typical yep experience route, but um, other than that, the biggest uh, thing that I had on uh, to uh, change was my homework habits. Mm. Because when I came here, I'm thinking, okay, I just came from eighth grade, mm -hmm. where I'm in public school. Homework is kind of mm -hmm. a thing, but it's really not that serious. Mm -hmm. So when I came here, I was like, okay, I can do my homework in the morning. Mm -hmm. I can do my homework before the bell rings or right. whatever. And quickly, I learned, hit my head a couple of times, like, yo, you, homework is a mm -hmm. key thing here, so you're going to have to change something uh, but after i did that uh um everything else was pretty smooth uh, uh, for me the staff here is phenomenal mm -hmm. uh well part of the thing that i think freshmen have to learn to manage and this isn't just those that transfer as new ninth graders is you know our own middle school students when they get up there you've got free blocks of 80 minutes yeah. in our block schedule. How do you use that time effectively? You've got a math lab every period that's populated with a math teacher. Even if it's not your math teacher, that math teacher is one of those phenomenal staff members you're talking about who's there to be of service to you during those free blocks. You may very well have one of your faculty members, one of your teachers in their office that Correct. you can go seek out. But how you learn to manage that time it takes time for freshmen, right? Exactly. <laughs> so um, as uh, Mr. Monaco uh, stated here, we have a uh, A-B uh, schedule block. And from uh, public school, I had eight classes a day. Right, every, every 45 minutes. So when I came minutes. here, they was like, Omar, you have an hour and a half <laughs> a day? For, I was like, huh? Right. So when they told me that, that kind of drove me even more after they were like, well, but if you don't maintain this uh, a certain um, academic status, then that a uh, free block is going to go away. Yep. So as an incoming freshman, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, I, do, I can't check up my a freshman year like mm -hmm. this. So uh, managing my time was a big deal. And also just adapting to a new a time frame and a new curriculum. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, so I just to wrap that up all in all, it was just honestly like a crash course. Like you, like you don't want to 
crash too hard, but it's expected. So. And that's and that's really how it is for most freshmen. You're very fortunate having come from a program that was so strongly preparatory that um, the the buffets for you were maybe not as severe and significant as they can be for for others. But for every freshman, you know, dealing with the time management, learning how to budget your time effectively to get the work outside of class done, and then to balance all the extracurriculars that you begin to really dive into in the upper school is a is a is a big and significant uh, component. Yeah, the social aspect. Whoa. Now, as I, I would say, as a high school student, these yeah, academic aspect might be a little bit easier than the social aspect. As you said, uh, a incoming freshman and coming in with uh, kids who've been here at least uh, four years or, or, or as you sure. said, all their life. Yeah. So coming in. Sports helps. Okay, I, I don't hear what anyone says. Mm-hmm. Sports most definitely gives you a social edge, but um, that a, a, a social edge uh, uh, doesn't always uh, guarantee uh, um, uh, acceptance. So as a freshman, it was a little hard for me to like uh, find my crowd. Who do I like? Who I don't like? And uh, and uh, coming. From a um, public school to a private school, seeing the difference in lifestyles, and that was insane to me. With um, the summer of my freshman year, I went to a party. I was like, the biggest house I've seen before I came to Paris, and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, bro, I was like, wow. Yeah. So that uh, social aspect... Um, I would say groomed my overall aspect on our uh, global uh, society. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big because before I never a, a pictured a a indifference, <laughs> even though that there is an indifference. So after I came here, uh, that uh, that most uh, definitely opened my eyes uh, to. A different aspect of life. Yep, you're. If you, I may say, oh, you may. And you know, we talk about being an inclusive Episcopal community, and and uh, as many in the audience know, I've been doing uh, a lot of work in in this last several years around work and diversity and inclusion. Not always uh, without its um, its sense of uh, some unrest in our community as to why we're moving in that direction, but. You know, you bring up, I think, some of the interesting elements of, of why being uh, an inclusive Episcopal community is something we're working hard at. There's one thing to be included here, like to say, sure, Amari, come on in the front door. There's another thing to make new students who may have a different uh, racial background, a different religious background, may come from a different part of the city, uh, feel like they belong, right? Not just to be included, but feel like, hey, you can come in and get engaged and involved in all the different components of our of our of our school community, and for those of us that recognize who've been around for a long time and may come from the more predominant uh, population here, that uh, our story is not everyone else's story. Uh, that that happened that happens here. So talk a little bit about the work that you and your students do in the Student Diversity Leadership Council with Dr. Shamugan, an upper school physics instructor who leads that uh, that group. What are some of the uh, mindsets and and uh, approaches that you all trying to take to uh, help us all understand gotcha. what the complex global society looks like and why we have to have as inclusive a mindset as we possibly can? Um. So in that uh, group, um, 
we often are never are shy from controversial questions or or topics and us staying a firm to that helps us helps us grow as a community mm-hmm. to a broaden our uh understanding mm-hmm. and also to educate those who honestly don't know or who've have ever heard mm-hmm. of uh certain uh, issues or topics so we try to uh, target uh, those people and as well as to also get people out of their uh shell to learn how to open up because in the real world yeah that's that's what uh, that's what you're gonna have to do so it's, it's, we have uh, different activities um every uh every trimester um we uh, visit our um advisories and we give up presentations um over a diversity um we also have um things called uh, dadios mm-hmm. and uh, uh during the dadios uh, those are uh the Dallas area diversity youth organization so yeah. all the private schools in our community here have a, a dadio group and you all get together with students from these other independent schools correct right. and uh during those uh conventions um uh, um the children they're honestly the only way to uh, fully experience it is just uh, to uh, let your walls down mm-hmm. and um i have enjoyed uh seeing um my uh, self uh, grow uh, through uh, a different uh, uh conversations a uh, different uh, round talks mm-hmm. a different um one on ones so just as a whole that's our main mm-hmm. uh, focus as a uh, group yeah a lot of my uh well not most of my chapel messaging to the to the community this this year has been around this idea of perspective and really how we see ourselves growing and moving forward but i've also in my most recent homilies been talking to the community around this notion of having an other perspective understanding who in a community feels like an other right because of where they look how they look what they believe uh what uh, what they value uh what their what their faith is right and so uh you know i think if we can have students graduate from here into a complex global society that frankly looks a lot different than the parish community does, right? It's much more of a, of a, of a myriad of fabrics and colors and, and dispositions and values and beliefs. Like we can send you all out comfortable having those types of conversations, right? Through points even of disagreement, uh, we feel you're gonna be even more prepared to go be the bold leaders that our mission statement uh, professes that we're, we're guiding, you, uh, guiding you to become. So I commend you for that uh, work, both here within our own school community, but also with your peers um, at the other Dallas independent schools. Thank you. So speaking of leadership, I mean, this is a place where you've invested a lot of time. You were accepted into our Leadership Institute uh, yeah. last year as a, as a freshman, and then this year start, had your first class in the Leadership Institute and have begun to attend the workshops that are part of the Leadership Institute. And, and we then, just had our Yeah, um, your mentor mixer, yes, right? Mentor so mixer. you will soon be matched with a professional mentor from yes, the uh, from the community who you'll meet with multiple times during your junior and senior year. And then you'll uh, be b- building up uh, in our class next next year when you're a junior, uh, the concept for your lead project, which you'll uh, execute to impact, uh, impact the community. But you also mentioned the captain's uh, cohort, the, the, yes. the program that uh, we have um, – 
uh, well, well over 50 athletes uh, particip participating in. So let's break those apart a little bit. Uh, what have you appreciated in this very early phase from your experience in the Leadership Institute? What, what has uh, struck you from that experience? The uh, Leadership Institute, the class alone was amazing. Um, uh, the class is um, led by our uh, head director, our head director of um, of uh, community service, and um, uh, I'm a Miss Afuque, mm -hmm. and she is a phenomenal <laughs> teacher. Um, she taught us uh, so many different uh, sh uh, strategies, uh, so many different ways to handle different uh, situations um, in the bit in the business world. Um, you also did a lot of coming to understand yourself by taking yes. styles, inventories like the Myers-Briggs and, and others, right? So you yes. dug into who you are too. Yes, um, we took um, multiple uh, tests uh, that uh, talked about ourselves, our um, emotions, how we think, mm -hmm. how we analyze different things. And doing that, it honestly uh, opened my eyes uh, uh, to who I was as a person, mm -hmm. and it uh, showed the uh, the, uh, the uh, gray uh, areas that could be improved. Yep. And um, and probably the the key thing uh, as she taught us uh, um, was how to handle uh, ourselves in a uh, business um, environment, right. either in a interview, mm -hmm. in a uh, uh, in a uh, open uh, conference with your head boss, mm -hmm. so th that course alone uh, it just helps you. Um, uh, just helps you um, uh, mold yourself a little bit more uh, into a, a better person overall. Yeah, we believe so, at at school for all the students, but certainly it's a philosophy of the Leadership Institute that you can't be an authentic leader. Until you know who you are, correct. What, what you value, where your strengths are, and you really lead from those. And so that sophomore class really begins to, to dig into that. This uh, the, the mentor mixer experience you had just last week is interesting. We put 20 adults in a room and uh, 16 or 8, 17 of you all from the so sophomore cohort of the Leadership Institute into Sweat the room with those adults, right? Sweating bullets. Sweating no, bullets. bullets. And you have uh, sort of five-minute uh, table conversations. Yes. And this is how you get a feel for who your mentor might be. So uh, what skills did you think you built doing that mentor mixer? Did you meet an adult or two that you think would be an awesome mentor for you? Uh, yes, I <laughs> met a couple uh, uh, that uh, intrigued me. Awesome. Um but the overall experience was uh, a thing I've ever experienced before, um, a very high uh, and intensity moment. Mm -hmm. uh, just, you're just in your head, you're like, don't say the wrong thing. Don't say <laughs> right. anything that sounds dumb or right. sounds uh, not interesting. Yep. Um, uh, but the hardest part was to find uh, questions to uh, truly... Um, in a glimpse, uh, get to see who your mentor uh, truly was, like as a person mm -hmm. out, outside of of their careers. So uh, I was a, a very uh, fun and a, a memorable uh, moment of my high school career yeah, that I will thing, never forget. Yeah, you don't really get taught in school how to walk into a room uh, like that and, yeah. and uh, feel equipped and confident enough to just carry on conversation and Very it doesn't have to so be about the most meaningful thing in the world 
but just enough to be a semi-skilled conversationalist yeah. is a very sophisticated and important skill to take into the complex global society. And that mentor mixer um, gives um, our students in the Leadership Institute that opportunity to, to practice it in many cases for the first time, as you suggest. Uh, and then those mentors, as they have been for the now close to 60 students in our three um, sophomore, junior, and senior classes that are in the mentor or in the Leadership Institute, those mentors are you know immensely uh, influential and important. So that's been that's been been great. So over to the captain's uh, leadership program and you're in tier one yes. which is for sophomores but there's a tier two for junior uh, juniors and a and tier two, three two. for seniors and these are individual athletes men and women who've been identified as their by their coaches as uh, as individuals in their in their team um, structure who have uh, strong uh, influential voices and coach McCabe the athletic director uh, works with uh, positive coaching alliance and other outside entities to come in and meet regularly with uh, these student athlete uh, to build their leadership skills so they can go back into their teams and, and be impactful so tell us about how frequently you meet and some of the things that you've been discussing in tier one of the captain's leadership program us 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 so we try to meet um i believe once a trimester mm -hmm. And uh, the last uh, meeting I was at, um, we had a speaker just uh, talk to us about their um, life and everything. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but the biggest thing out of that um, a council that is um, headed by uh, a, a Coach McCabe um, is that he tries to instill in us that uh, being a uh, leader is in perfection and that you w w won't always have all the skills as someone else has so he always uh, gives us a like a um, real realistic goal and he tries to um mold us as an athlete on the football field uh, to uh, hopefully um Embedder our um athlete our um athletic uh, programs here. So that is a a key thing that I, that uh, I think uh, more uh, high schools um uh, private or public uh, should uh, most definitely th uh, think about adding into their uh, sports um um agenda. I, I guess you may say yeah into the program. Well. Parish Leads is uh, the framework that our present parents, I'm sure, are familiar with because our kids pre-K through 12 get exposure to the points of the, uh, of the Parish Leads framework. You're digging in even deeper in Leadership Institute and with the captain's uh, program. I, I think safe to say, you know, our, our mission around guiding people uh, here, our young people to become bold leaders is something that we're really investing a lot of time and, and resources in and, and you're benefiting from it. Um, I think in wrapping up, you know, one of the components of, of our Parish Leads framework, when we talk about uh, our tenant of honor, uh, is that people are courageous and resilient. So there are many things I know for which you are admired uh, in the very short time you've been with us you have an, an exuberant personality a radiant smile Thank you're you. intelligent and you have committed yourself to your academic studies you've invested hard in uh, your interest in athletics you've also touched uh, our arts program already and you're committed through your value disposition to uh, to our inclusive community 
but uh, anyone who's listened throughout this podcast has recognized that you do all of that. You accomplish it all. Yeah, I try. <laughs> mag- managing managing a, a, a stutter, a yes. speech impediment. So, you know, t- talk to us about how you've um, built the resolve and the courage to do almost everything here at Parish as a new student, while at the same time uh, managing uh, your your stutter, which, as you said to me, is just like, eh, it's just what I got. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh. I will uh, probably take y'all back to pre-K, like in a pre-K. Um, um, I would went to um Edna uh Roa Elementary mm-hmm. in a pre-K to kindergarten, and th- and there is is probably where I built my uh, uh, confidence as mm-hmm. like a young little boy because all the kids, I they didn't even act as if it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, from my youth. On up and having a peers who who understand, I guess you may say, mm-hmm. and um, I do get the often smirks and the laughs, but uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, my mom always would tell me, Amari, there's nothing wrong. With, I mean, there is something wrong with you, but you there is no drastic and difference between you and the other kids so i used to just own it and um but um as the years has progressed it, it has gotten better for sure hmm. yeah and it used to be a lot worse i may say hmm. um and just throughout the years uh different uh, uh, uh different issues pop up like different uh filler words i'll say um or like um Actually, matter of fact, um, I get. I used to do like a little click sound, uh, so like just a uh, different things, but I've always uh, owned it uh, no matter what. And um, as we uh, also talked about uh, my arts career, uh, had also helped uh, musicals, uh, theater, mm-hmm. uh, uh, playwrights. That uh, also helps uh, me build my confidence in speaking in front of large crowds with a stutter and trying my best on uh, not to stutter. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot uh, easier not to stutter and you are s- s- saying the same thing that you've rehearsed a thousand times. Right, or singing. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it does not t- uh, totally eliminate mm-hmm. uh, stuttering because uh, I may say uh, during the musical uh, that we uh, performed this um uh, winter, um, I had different times where I would pause and I get stuck, but like uh, boxers uh, say, has got to roll with the blows. So, yeah, and it's amazing how something that one I don't think you do, maybe the times you do, one could consider to be a burden, can be such a lesson, and so uh, inspirational and 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 so um, uh, impactful. To others, right? Because as we, me, for example, watch you manage it, and as I know your schoolmates here do, because I hear them applaud for you when you stand up and ask a question when we have a speaker on campus with no fear, they see you on stage or hear you uh, speaking in the classroom. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things you're like, if Amari can do that with that kind of courage, then I can raise my hand and I can speak up in this class or I can stand up in front of this large group and I can give that 
uh, speech for student government. You know, things that might have seemed daunting or or too or too fearful to try, too fear-inducing to try. Um, I think you know what at times may be a burden for you is hugely instructive and inspirational to others. So I thank you for that because um, you know in owning it, as you say. Uh, I think you, you show us all that we can take those things that we see as uh, challenges for us and we can we can turn them into opportunities for others or manage them ourselves. So good work with that. Yeah, because I just uh, feel like, um, honestly, um, I don't know, I, I have to um, wrap it up, but uh, I uh, stutter, honestly, has just uh, made me view life it definitely uh, I'm annoying that I d d don't have what everybody else has and I still um, accomplish everything that everybody else does and I just proves to me had a disability a handicap whatever you make all it isn't the end of the world so as that's a key thing that I always uh, have in my mind like it's just something that you were placed with so just own it and be yourself that's uh that's you're a philosopher my man you're a philosopher that's, that's beautiful wisdom and thanks for driving us through the upper school a little bit and understanding the textures of the program and what it's like to come into contact with it as one who joined us in ninth grade and uh you've got two amazing years ahead of you so we're yes. gonna look for your dynamic academic performance to continue we'll look for you on friday nights catching some passes on the football field or catch you on stage i hope in the in the future or yes, uh, gather up some amazing inspirations and insights from you about why being an inclusive community is so important to parish you can uh teach us and inspire us and entertain us in every way so be watching for Omar Hayes, and uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast, and we'll look forward to uh, appearing on your podcast yes, hopefully at so. some point uh, before you get out of Parrish in the next two years. Thanks yes. for being here. Thank you for having me, Mr. Monaco. You bet. Thank you for listening to this edition of the From My Angle podcast. Please share it with friends and colleagues in your network. Join me for my next episode when I will talk with two members of Parrish's fantastic faculty, middle school math teacher Marisa Gavio and upper school math teacher Kara Freeman will join me. Together we will explore the dimensions of Parrish's unique work culture and delve into lessons learned from our most recent student engagement schedule pilot held in our middle and upper schools in November. And we'll talk about the evolution of our self-paced math program. A fascinating conversation for you. I know you want to join us. In the meantime, thank you for listening to the From My Angle podcast. Mm-hmm.